Hey everyone, welcome back to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to bringing new value in your career and candidate search. I'm your host, Casey Haston, executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. Today, I have two very special guests with me, uh, Natalie Paget and Chris Still. Both of them are directors of client development and services with VIP. With years of experience in this industry, these two are experts in providing finance and accounting people solutions to the clients that are in need. Um, they act as our business development managers. You're going to hear that term a lot today. We also refer to them as BDMs, so business development managers are BDMs. Um, and I've asked them to join us today to kind of continue our discussion um, from a prior podcast where we were talking about building trust with the candidate and go into how we build trust with our clients. So Natalie, Chris, hi. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on today. Yeah, I know that y'all were really, really busy. We had to drag Natalie out of the office because <laughs> she was on the phone with a client, a new client yeah. that you've been trying to work with since, since March. Yeah. March. Mm -hmm. Wow. What is it your one client says about you? You're pleasantly persistent. persistent. <laughs> Always good. Yeah. Always good. So guys, I know you know what the topic is today. I've got some questions I want to ask you. And so I just want to dive right into it. So um, how do you as BDMs assess if a partnership is healthy and mutually beneficial? I think the first thing that we look for is just full transparency. Whenever we're speaking with, with, with them in the beginning, um, kind of getting the good, the bad and the ugly, um, just being able to know the full scope mm -hmm. of the company, the position itself, management style, and just kind of knowing all mm -hmm. so that we can better, you know, inform the candidates of the opportunity. And so when you say the good, the bad, the ugly, we were kind of talking about this topic the other day. And what if a company comes to you and says, everything's great. There's not a single <laughs> bad thing here. Right. How do you address that? Well, nothing is perfect. No company is perfect. Um, so if there aren't any issues, I'm going to ask them again <laughs> in a different way um, and just try to try to dig a little bit deeper. Sometimes, you know, in the beginning, they may not want to release some of that info. They right. don't know us. They don't trust us yet. So just kind of building that rapport. And then eventually it, it does, you know, always come out. So. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. What are your thoughts? Well, I think just, you know, working together, we work with a lot of clients and candidates around the Metroplex and we have a lot of intel. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, being transparent to the client and being able to let them know, like, hey, we might have heard whether it's ABC or you might need to be aware of this situation where you stand in the marketplace. So I think just educating them and just being open about what we know, mm -hmm. it's going to help deliver the right talent for them and just build that better partnership. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad you said that. And I kind of want to go back to an incident that we were talking about with one of our clients that they had engaged us on a search and they had such a horrible reputation. We could not get a single candidate to say yes to us. Mm -hmm. And so we went out there to talk to them about what we could do to help, you know, get rid of the stigma that they had in the industry or to see if it really was still there. And when we met with them, they, um, they told us that they had had a complete restructure at the leadership level. Oh. And there was one person, two people that were there 
before the change and that were there afterwards and they're like it's night and day around here yeah. it is night and day and i'm like you guys need to go onto glass door and put that, put that you need there. to start combating mm -hmm. all those bad reviews it's really hard to overcome yeah for a lot of companies um, once they get a, a bad rap out there it's absolutely <laughs> absolutely and definitely use the online marketplace to mm -hmm. you know better yourselves and get the you know get all the updates the change in culture the change in leadership get that information out there so you know people are aware and, and that want to join yeah, if absolutely. somebody has a comment respond to it mm -hmm. don't just let it hang out there and people and draw their own conclusions yeah absolutely. so what about as we're going through again talking about that healthy and beneficial and i'm not talking about just beneficial for the client i'm talking beneficial for us too mm -hmm. you know um what is something else that you look for oh um what something else i look for is just kind of creating that mutual respect of time um just kind of making sure like they understand how we operate as a mm -hmm. business unit and you know kind of what they expect from us at vip and then you know also kind of what i like to expect from them as well um, there's a lot of variables that take place in our line of work so just you know being able to coach and kind of go through that and just make sure that we do appreciate and understand you know each other's time i like that and i think it's important that we if there's a major project coming up with a client who's asked us to find candidates that they tell us that they mm -hmm. communicate that information to us so um what what else one more thing i think just the overall general communication mm -hmm. um you know when i'm originally speaking with a client and trying to find out and dig deeper into why the role is open um, maybe how large the department is, what salary they're looking to target and things like that. And they're being resistant on sharing that information with me or maybe even having a little bit of um, kind of a rude demeanor. <laughs> um, you know, we really try to assess those things during the phone call and, and bring all those factors in and determine from there if we're going to be the best partner for them. Gotcha. So gotcha. I think you had an incident <laughs> the other day and I was so proud of you because you were with one of our other executive recruiters and she came back to the bullpen and she was just like, oh, my gosh, you <laughs> should have just seen Natalie. And so can you kind of share with our listeners a little bit about what happened? Yeah, um, I had marketed a candidate uh, that was perfect for the role this company had open. And I got a call back um, from one of their executives and we were starting the call, I was kind of diving into things immediately. And he was just being very resistant on answering any questions, kind of kept repeating the same answer, depending on experience. And just the tone, tone of voice and the respect that he was giving me, I just didn't feel that from him. And so I ended the call very shortly and just said, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be the best resource since you're not able to provide me with the questions I need about the opportunities. We can't share that with candidates. We're not going to be the best resource. That is awesome. Um, so we just, you know, well, we both and, agreed. <laughs> and you'd also said going further, like, you know, when we're talking to these clients, mm -hmm. just like we interview our candidates, mm -hmm. we're interviewing our clients for our candidates. Absolutely. And I think you said to me that like, you would not feel comfortable putting one of our candidates in front of them. I think it would have been a replacement waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I always think to myself, if I wouldn't want to place my best friend there, then that's a that's great good. attitude mm -hmm. to have. Great attitude. We, we've kind of talked a little bit about this, you know, but an important part of a healthy partnership is setting those clear expectations from the start. So mm -hmm. let's get specific. Um, Number one, how do you set up those expectations? How and when? I think the initial phone conversation, initial phone conversation. Um, mm -hmm. or initial meeting, um, mm -hmm. just letting them know, you know, about the job market, first of all, mm -hmm. employment rates super low right now and mm -hmm. talent is hard to find mm -hmm. and the sense of urgency that they need to have. Because um, if they don't have that, 
other organizations do and they'll lose out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, just letting them know about salary and compensation, uh, making sure they're on target with, with what's going on in the market. Um, we have a salary guide that we can provide to them, mm-hmm. sharing that information. Um, but sometimes they're a little bit under and for what they're looking for, you know, they can't quite, yeah. quite hit that salary. And, and I think that's really our job because mm-hmm. we are the experts in this area. We see this all the time. Mm-hmm. We know what the other companies are paying and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I think it is our job to make sure we're cautiously educating yes. yeah. the client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. if they haven't hired in a, a year or two. They're not going to know about the job market right. or what comp is like. Yeah. So yeah. And they might, you know, they might want to take their time. I mean, a mm-hmm. lot of companies, they want the right hire, but you know, with the way the market is now, you mentioned, you know, the the job rate right now, and it's what one point five percent, you know, unemployment for, for our for our field and finance. for accounting and finance, yeah. and you know that's tough. I mean, something that I was taught early. I mean, speed does kind of, you know, ruin some deals once that candidate is interviewed, and you know whether or not you just have that notion if they you know hit A, B, and C parameter. I mean, you got to be ready to you know, make that call because there's a good opportunity that they're going to be off the market very soon if they're an A-plus candidate. So, you know, just kind of coaching them on that. So I think another strong, um, a strong evidence of a healthy relationship is how quickly you get that feedback yes. from the client and how detailed that feedback Absolutely. is. Mm-hmm. The more information we have, the better we're going to be able to present the next candidate yep. to them. Um, so if there was something about maybe you know, their background that they didn't like, or maybe they didn't feel like um, that individual would fit in personality-wise. Yeah. Um, you know, the more we don't, the better yeah. we are. Yeah. Yep. And, it, and it goes with the good communication that what we were trying to build mm-hmm. earlier on, because, you know, we're always going to be there, you know, mm-hmm. for them. I mean, whether it's any issues with agreements or getting a candidate set up for an interview or whatnot. So you're always going to get that immediate feedback from us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's right. just trying to, you know, make sure like, hey, if you can give that immediate feedback, if we're hitting the right buttons on a candidate or what we're missing, I mean, it's only going to benefit our search going forward. Exactly. And sometimes you can give them the perfect candidate and it still doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah. Not much. Like a personality thing even sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Skill set wise. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So... How does a strong, lasting partnership benefit the recruiting process? Who, who's your? Don't tell me the name. Yeah. you almost got me. <laughs> yeah. How, how long would you say your longest relationship is with a client that you've had? I mean, I've worked with some of my clients ten plus years. On, you know, some that's of pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's you'd like to build that partnership, and then you know, and what I mean by a ten-year relationship with some of them, or partnership, is just. They maybe moved companies even, and I've gone with them to their got new organization. You, got you. So you kind of just know their personality and what mm-hmm. they look for in their management style. I have quite a few like that. I've kind of gone with them other places. Awesome. Awesome. What about you, Chris? I just think of us as brand ambassadors, mm-hmm. you know, to them. I mean, that's just really helps build that partnership. I mean, just who we represent at VIP. I mean, that's who we want to represent, you know, for our client. Absolutely. I have one client that I work with that I just, you guys know, I absolutely adore them because I mean, they just, they have so many great benefits and you can tell from the top down that that culture is important. And it's like, I get on the phone and like people cry if they don't get interviews with them after I talk to them because they're like, oh, I have to work for that company. And I'm like, I know they're wonderful. But going back to what you said, being a brand ambassador, I 
pardon me, I am their representative. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. I represent them to the candidates. And if I don't represent them yeah. well, the candidates won't go. Mm-hmm. So, And I think it's awesome to watch a company grow, too. There's mm-hmm. one of my clients I can think of off the top of my head that went from eight employees to now like 70-something. Yeah. So it's been amazing to watch them grow and build out departments. And mm-hmm. it's been exciting. So. Yeah, uh, that reminds me, and this was a client that you and I worked on in tandem that we built up that rapport very quickly with. Yeah. And we had a candidate that on paper did not look like he was a good fit, but I knew that he was. And I told the client when we were there visiting them, I was like, I'm not going to put somebody in front of you that I don't think you'll yeah. hire. You know, I'm not here to waste your time. And so before I sent the resume, I called the guy and I told him everything about him. And he's like, yes, I want to interview him. I said, now I'm going to send you the resume (laughs) and let you see. And he's like, you're right. I would not have interviewed this person had you just sent that. He wouldn't have if Mm -mm. you just saw him on paper. And so that's why building that trust in the beginning and letting them know you're not just going to send 20 candidates. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be meaningful and you're not going to see 20. You might see our top three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I think that the longer you continue to work with a client, too, Mm -hmm. the more you understand what they want. Oh, absolutely. And you understand what's important to them. Mm -hmm. So I think that... I think both of you are really good. I've I've seen you in action at developing those relationships and just really keeping that going. So um, I want to, I'm going to have to read this one because it's kind of long, but, and Natalie, I love that you do this. You're always sending out inspirational quotes to the team whenever you run across them or anything that moves your needle, you think it should help the rest of the team. But you recently sent a quote to our team about timeliness and decision making. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you remember this. Mm -hmm. If you want the top talent, you need to be thoughtful. Yes, but you need to be decisive. Mm -hmm. I promise you your competition is. Now, how does a slow hiring process affect affect the relationship with the client and the candidates that we're sending them? Well, I think that we have an expectation of the candidates interviewing with our clients to get back to us, you know, within a few hours, hopefully Mm -hmm. afterward, Mm -hmm. um, and get that fresh feedback from them. And so we want to have the same expectation of the client as well. And the feedback's going to be a lot more thorough and, and more detailed the faster mm-hmm. that you provide that to us. Right. Because if you wait a week, I mean, it's just like, you know, anything. It's going to lessen that detail. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just want to make sure, you know, that we're getting that feedback immediately, just as we expect that of our candidates. Yep. Exactly. So if it were flip-flopped, if the candidate waited a week to provide mm-hmm. us with feedback, the company probably wouldn't be interested. Exactly. So. Yep. Exactly. But, but also, if the client lays out that expectation, like, hey, it might take one to two weeks to maybe go through the process and Mm -hmm. things like that or longer Mm -hmm. you know at least we have those expectations and can clearly communicate that to the candidate to make sure like hey you know you're still in the running still warm it's just it there's abc that needs to happen so just as long as we have that information it just it's gonna help the process and partnership better i I wholeheartedly agree i think we've got a couple of clients right now that whoo 12-hour case study or something like that and multiple multiple interviews i think that one took what two months Mm -hmm. to get through the interview process it was crazy as long as we know that up front yeah we can be you know just transparent with the candidate of what the process looks like because Mm -hmm. some candidates may not want to go through all of that right we shouldn't waste anyone's time and and we should you're right absolutely be transparent with the candidates about that as well um so you mentioned the unemployment rate but i kind of want to come back to that because i think nationwide it's 3%, 3%, yeah. Yeah, right and that. accounting and finance, 1.5%, mm-hmm. and it's gone down. Yeah, yeah. from so, 1.8, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's so 50-year like low, like, hasn't been like that in Yeah, years. so as an employer, why is that important to me? 
your talent pool is definitely lessened mm -hmm. and especially individuals at like a senior or staff level mm -hmm. or in such high demand. Mm -hmm. So you're happy to fight for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're trying to convince them to, you know, come work for your organization mm -hmm. and they're not always going to be readily available. So we're trying, I mean, that's why companies work with us. Exactly. We go and find the talent and, you know, we have a pool of folks available that we're in constant communication with. So, you know, hopefully we have people ready, <laughs> but you know, sometimes it just, we got to go find them. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, we absolutely do have to go find them sometimes. The thing is, they have options. Like you they said, have they have options. Yeah, I mean, it is so, it's been so crazy lately. Like our candidates are getting multiple, yes. multiple offers and they're not just working with mm -hmm. us. They're working with multiple recruiters. So we can only control so much of that process, mm -hmm. right? And counter offers too, uh, from their hanging on yeah. to the, the top talent. Right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, so maybe that's something we talk about real quick with uh, clients mm -hmm. about counter offers and why they're like me as a employer, mm -hmm. you come tell me you're quitting and I'm like, Oh no, 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 don't quit. I'm going to give you more money. Right. Why didn't I already do that? Yeah. Right. And so I think that's part of our candidate screening process too. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of the recruiters, I know you yourself, you do this. Mm -hmm. If the candidate comes in and they express why they want to be leaving their you know, current opportunity or current position, I think you always ask, have you gone to your boss or mm -hmm. manager and discussed this yet? Um, because you know, if it's a money depends thing, on the reason for yeah. leaving. If it's a money yeah. thing, then you know you can you know, get that well, taken care of. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, absolutely. But a lot of times, you know, it could be you know money. It could be you know, I guess things that they initially were seeing at an environment or a culture or organization, and maybe that was the first time it was brought to their attention. So yes, counter offers is something that happens with <clears throat> us all the time. But I mean, I just you know, getting back to yeah, if someone put in a notice for X reason, I mean trying to coach that client. I mean, it's like, hey, they already had one foot out the door. I mm -hmm. mean, so it's, you know, what's what's going to happen a couple months down the road? Yep. I mean, it's, it's just stuff that we see. Mm -hmm. Well, and I really want to, like, speak to our clients, too, about the message that conveys when you mm -hmm. offer a counteroffer, mm -hmm. you know, and especially, you know, if it's good talent, mm -hmm. go ahead and yeah. Raise that money, get them at least up to industry standards yeah. so that you don't have to do that counter offer. Because, like you said, I mean, we coach our candidates all the time never yeah. take a yeah. counter offer. Do it. They already know you're have one foot out the door, mm -hmm. just like you said, and they are going to, you know, be looking to replace you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, you've lost kind of that trust there. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Any type of issue that pops up in the department. Yeah. Remember, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably make that call. <laughs> exactly. Um, what are some common challenges you know clients have faced with other firms? This is yeah, I think I think the biggest <laughs> one is just, I mean, some of the things I hear is just flooding them with resumes. I mean, if you're you know taking the order and you have that partnership with the client, you should probably know the top criteria and you know only send over your top one or two candidates. Um, right. But that is probably the biggest issue that I hear yep. is I've gotten 15 resumes, none of them seem to hit the mark. Yep. They might have one of four things and they expect me to want to you know give that feedback or give that interview um not the case right I and mean, i think that's probably the biggest thing i hear yeah absolutely that and maybe that they just didn't quite listen during the initial mm -hmm. phone call about the search mm -hmm. there a lot of the candidates are missing some of the some of the requirements or even personality yeah i had an issue one time uh, several times actually mm -hmm. <laughs> but this one time i was 
working with a company that had, they were going through some transition. It was going to get better and I knew it was going to get better, but I was very clear with the candidates that you're going to be working a lot of hours, but you're going to learn a lot. You're going to get to see some amazing things happen in accounting. And this one girl that I was working with at the time, she kept telling me no, that I couldn't send her. And I mean, I finally, because I really thought this was a good move for her. I mean, I I would not have spent this much time if I didn't think it was a good move. Mm -hmm. She was going to learn a lot. It was going to do a lot for her career. She was going to have to put in some time. And most people do when they start out their career in accounting with the big fours or whatever, right? So I worked with her and I talked to her probably for an hour and a half about the company and why I thought it was a good move. And she said, okay, Casey, you can send me. (laughs) I sent her over got an immediate response from the hiring manager that she'd already been submitted by another agency. Mm-hmm. And that was, I not asking that question. Mm-hmm. I was livid because <laughs> I had asked that question and she had told me no multiple times. Mm-hmm. And so I called the candidate back and I was ready to just go off. I was done. And when I asked her, I said, who else did you say could send your resume? She goes, nobody, nobody. Mm-hmm. And so I called the hiring manager back and I was like, look, I just spent two hours on the phone with this girl convincing her to interview with you. So what she, she did not give the other firm permission. Mm -hmm. And so he, um, when she went in, I set up all her interviews. I did everything. When she went in, he said, why are you here today? And she goes, I am here because of Casey. Cause she convinced me that I needed to interview with you. Mm -hmm. So we do see that happen a lot lately with people submitting other firms, Mm -hmm. submitting resumes without permission. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm seeing it more and more because it's helpful. So, Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's a small pool mm-hmm. there. So. Yeah. And a lot of times it, it's speed, like, oh, hey, remember so-and-so, yeah. get them over. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, just, it doesn't help. No. But I agree. I think that, um, oh, I have one other really good example. Sorry. I probably have a lot. <laughs> I bet you do. This <laughs> one I really like because I was working with a client and I had sent um, three candidates in a row that they said, are you not asking your candidates if they've already been submitted? I'm like, yes, I do. I do. And so she, um, so anyway, they, uh, I said, okay, I'm, I called all the candidates back. None of them had given permission to this agency. And we found out it was just, I finally said, who is the agency that's sending these? Because I want my candidates to call them and tell them to stop. Turns out they were pulling the resumes off career builder, slapping their logo on it and sending them to the client without even calling the candidates. Like they should get in so much trouble for that. That's so wrong. We need like, like a no recruiting police. So, yeah. so guys, y'all aren't going to believe this. We are almost out of time. Wow. Oh. <laughs> time flies. So okay. I, I don't want to leave you guys out. I'm going to ask you the VIP questions that we ask all of our guests. Okay. Awesome. So oh. I am going to ask Chris first. Oh, okay. You are getting the Mars question. So, if you were one of the first colonists on Mars, and you could bring, which three things or people would you bring with you? Okay, uh, since we are some of the first people up there, yep, I'd have to bring one of my favorite hobbies into golf. play when I go up there. So I would have to bring my golf clubs. I knew it. Hundred <laughs> percent. I, I don't care. If there, there's got to be some simulator or something I can hit into, but. Um, I would have He's to gonna have, bust open the habitat. Yeah, I have to have my golf clubs up there. Um, think of this as I mean, comes off joke, but uh, a one way ticket home <laughs> just in case you know, if I needed that, right? Um, 
you know, maybe my pups and things like that. But I think they would just. You would have to choose one. No, that would I, that would be tough. That's why <gasps> I don't know do if I yeah. could. Uh, I don't know if I could bring them up to Mars with me. Right. Um, so I would probably go with uh, a companion to my golf would be Bud Light. They go together. And it's, so I don't it's a great you partnership. Go. You know, that's what we're Six talking pack or about. Pack. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whichever, as long as it's there. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, Miss Natalie, what is one thing you do in the morning to set your day up for success? So I recently just bought a little deck of cards and it has like little positive maybe quotes or maybe affirmations yeah. um, that I flip over every morning uh, before I, I guess whenever I start my day. Okay. Um, so it just kind of starts the day off in a positive way. And I think that's important. Yeah. Starting your day off in a positive mood with gratitude exactly. and puts you in a whole different mindset. So this has been a great yeah. conversation today, guys. I really appreciate y'all coming on and sharing some of the behind the scenes uh, intel with what goes on with recruiters. I think a lot of people don't completely understand what we do. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I would like to encourage our clients is to ask questions. Mm-hmm. We will tell you everything. Mm-hmm. We are we are just as transparent as we're asking you to be. Right. So mm-hmm. ask us questions and we will walk you through that process. So, did y'all have fun? I had so much fun. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for inviting us. So maybe you'll come on again. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I just have one last thing to say to you guys. Number, well, I have two last things. I'm so (laughs) grateful that I get to work with you guys every single day because y'all are amazing. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I want to say is you are VIPs. (laughs) Thanks. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.